Hello, this is Pod Talk Colorcast, and no matter how much you try to convince me otherwise, almonds sometimes taste a little weird. They sometimes taste like rotting dairy. Alternative intro. Hello, this is Pod Talk Colorcast, and be it ever so heinous, there's no place like home. Alternative intro. Hello, this is Pod Talk Colorcast, and is that you, Santa Claus? There's three intros. For you to choose from. Sorry. You're really snacking on those almonds, huh? Do they taste like rotting milk? I guess mm-hmm. I'm just trying to floor out you screaming. That's fair. Um, I mean, I'm glad we landed on the Is That You, Santa Claus? Because I've always pondered at one of the lyrics that he uses in that song. If you aren't familiar, that's a, a song by... Louis Armstrong, who sings like, And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. He played the trumpet. He was in Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. And he had this Christmas song. Is that you, Santa Claus? Those are all the things I know about him. But one of the lyrics is, Are you bringing a present for me? Something pleasantly pleasant for me. It's really what I've been waiting for. Would you mind slipping it under the door? (laughs) And it's a confusing line. I don't think I need to go into detail, but this is the podcast. Like, I literally, this is all this podcast is. It's just me going into detail about things I don't need to. So, first of all, Santa Claus comes down the chimney. Everybody knows that. And even if he didn't come down the chimney, even if that was like a little bit of an urban legend, he comes into your home 100%. Even if you were like, like you would greet him and you would welcome him in because he's Santa and you would have your cookies and you would have your milk and you would be prepared to, I mean, really anybody, like if you're in the holiday season at the trailer, at the trailer uh, camp that we're living at currently, the maintenance people gave us cookies. You know, like it's the holiday spirit. You're supposed to be magnanimous with your home, with your time. If Santa's like knocking at the door, invite him in. Don't tell him to slip the present under the door. And then like just the mere physics of it. What are you expecting that would fit underneath a door? A ring? Is this like a hybrid Santa baby thing? Is Louis Armstrong hoping that? He gets the ring and he doesn't mean on the phone. You a gold digger, Louis Armstrong? I'm not hating if you are. It's just I feel like that lyric raises more questions than it answers. Even if it were to be like something small, like a ring, is it wrapped? Is it any packaging? Is it just like a loose ring? Because you could fit a loose ring under the door. I don't really think you could fit a ring that's been packaged and wrapped and... I mean, at the very least, it would have to be a loose ring and a long, flat box. Like maybe uh, like a DS stylus box. And then he had put the ring in to make it seem like, oh, I'm just getting a replacement DS stylus. Oh, oh, no way, you're asking me to marry you. Like that type of trick people sometimes pull at Christmas. Maybe it was something like that. 
But even so, at the very least, you'd have to take the bow off. The bow would get taken right off as it was sliding under the door. You're limiting, you're limited, this is all you've been waiting for. So you had to have been waiting for something specifically small. And you want him to just slip it under the door and then leave. No personal greeting exchange. That is a very odd line. I can't stop thinking about chess. It's haunting me right now. I didn't realize that chess was having such a cultural boom. But then like every streamer that I watched all of a sudden like started painting chess. And eventually I was like, you know what? Well, what happened actually is that it's Nintendo's fault that I can't stop thinking about chess. Because there's this well-known issue with the Nintendo Switch where over time your joystick will start to erode. You'll just start, your character will just start drifting. Like the input registers as if you're moving in a direction even when you're not. And for a lot of games that doesn't really matter. Like if you're walking around an Animal Crossing, does it really matter if you start to drift in one direction a little bit? No. But the main game that I play on the Switch is Rocket League. And you need a lot of precision in Rocket League. And it's just not fun to play whenever your car is drifting all over the screen in directions that you don't want it to go. So I sent it in to Nintendo, because they know it's an issue. A lot of people have the issue, and I sent it in for them to replace it. But I'm going to be without a uh, functional switch for a little bit. And so I've started to replace Rocket League with chess in my leisure time. And man, I'm hooked. It's crazy. It's a truly beautiful game. An absolutely gorgeous game. An an ugly game at times. A very emotional game at times. But it's just like, it makes me wonder why I didn't play more chess growing up. And why I haven't played more chess in my adulthood. But the thing is, is I, I bit hard. And on my day off, I played chess the entire day. And then the past few nights I've played, like, at the end of my day. And I'm getting to the point where it's just, like, as I sleep, all I think about are chess moves. All I'm watching in my downtime are, like, chess videos. Like, I'm just seeing these equations. They're, like, floating around my head as I sleep. And the weird thing is, is normally when I get like that with something, it makes me anxious. Like, I remember one time I read, I had, like, a few days off when I was in high school over winter break and I read all the Harry Potter books and it was all I did for like two or three days in a row and I just like burned through them I was having like fever dreams every night like I could not escape the characters I couldn't escape the world like it it was really upsetting and I hated it I I absolutely hated the feeling of it but I kind of liked the feeling of that with chess in a weird way. Like, as I was sleeping, my mind was just running all these mathematical equations, and it's like, it didn't really bother me. It's the thing that inspired this is, like, there's a... I have a checkered blanket that I'm looking at right now, and it's like, all I can think about are the different possibilities of moves that I could be making on this checkered blanket. And it's absurd. I'm not even good. Like, I learned last night a new strategy that I think will make me better. But I'm still not even, like, good. It's, it's, it takes a lot of energy to keep track of everything. And I tend to make stupid mistakes that end up losing me the game. It's a very frustrating thing when that happens. Yesterday I lost all the games I played, except for one. 
and it was a really frustrating way to win the game because I played super well and I had my opponent pinned down but it was like sometimes sometimes there are games where it's like it's all kind of posturing like you're moving your pieces around no one's really taking much of anything no one's really capturing the other people's pieces but you're just getting yourself in a good position and then all of a sudden you'll like be in a position where you're like okay no matter what this person moves it's like they're gonna give up something that'll probably allow me to win the game like way down the road it's just like their position's so bad that I would have to make a huge mistake for them to recover from it even though I haven't taken a bunch of pieces I just know that I have the superior position I got this guy or girl I got this person in such a position and they sat there and pondered it for about three minutes and this is all online by the way chess.com and then they offered a draw so you can offer a draw and if the other person accepts it's like okay yeah we just accept that this is a draw they offered a draw it wasn't even close to being a draw they were just losing and it made me so mad and i know it i know it's just a game but like the indignant the indignancy of it, like the, the absolute gall of a person to be just obviously losing, realizing that they have no way out and then offering a draw. So obviously I, did, I was like, no, I do not accept this draw because I'm going to beat you. And they just disconnected. They didn't even resign. Resigning is like the honorable thing of like, okay, I, I can't win this. So I resign. You win. And there's a button for you to do that. It's like built into the culture of chess. Nope. Just, they turned their laptop off, or turned their device off, whatever they were playing off of, and I had to sit there for three minutes and wait for it to count down, and wait for them to auto-resign, auto and that's how I won, but oh my gosh, they have like a little like, was this person a good sport or no, and I clicked the no so hard, so frustrating. I realized what it is about this blanket now, that makes me think about chess, is that the way that the the way that the pattern is every color is like a, a knight's move away from itself like that's how the pattern repeats itself it's taken over my entire world and it always like see this this type of thing frustrates me i started music really young so i feel like i'm very good at music now so it's not like i don't have anything that i feel this way about but there is a part of me that's like man had I played chess from a very young age, I would know so much more now. And that seems very obvious, because it is, but like, oh, it's interesting to be, and I feel kind of the same way about Rocket League, like, to be very passionate about a hobby, while simultaneously knowing that, like, you will never reach the top level of it because in order for you to do that it would require you to put in time that you had more of when you were young as opposed to now like now like obviously there's just going to be a set amount of time that I'm putting towards the thing that I'm already good at because that's the thing that I can contribute to reality you know I make you make a lot of those choices when you're young you make a lot of them with how you spend your time because it's not so it's not so easy. I would have to basically forfeit my passion towards music in order to get as good at as I am at music at chess or Rocket League by the time I'm like, I'm 26, probably by the time I'm 30. I feel like I could get really good if I 
had the same amount of passion as I do about music and pursued it the way I pursue, have pursued music. But even then, it would be, I'd, I'd just be good at it. I wouldn't necessarily be close to monetizing it or anything, probably. I don't know. It's a little bright back here. Let me turn it off. Let's get some dark vibes. Let's get some dark vibes. You just do you girl I'll be right here too Hmm Kinda wish I had a bass. Kinda wish I had an acoustic bass I could just fiddle around with. I like the RV life. I do kind of... I'll enjoy having the space to have instruments set up all the time in the future. I feel like I definitely haven't been playing as much piano. haven't been playing as much guitar. It's like when I set stuff up, it's because I have a task to do. But by the same token, I often wonder like how much I should force these things. Like If I really want to play guitar, I can get it out and play it. If I really want to play piano, I can get it out and play it. Like Having them put away wouldn't stop me from doing that. I'm quite comfortable just getting them out. It's been because I haven't had that desire. I haven't had that push. Right now my push is towards chess, but I can't because of what I just mentioned. I can, I can it'd be very unwise for me to spend every day, every hour playing chess, don't you think, Bree? I don't know, my nigga. You do you. Do you. Will did about 12 hours of chess playing last night. Don't let him, like, fuck with you and act like he's lying. To the point that I'm laying in bed, and Will and I had minimal conversation yesterday, and I'm in bed all cozy, about to fall asleep in my zone, and I hear, oh, Brie. And I'm like, what? I thought something was wrong, Ollie. This person just disconnected in the middle of a chess game. I wouldn't lie to you guys. I wouldn't lie about my frustrations. I just told that story in in detail. It was so frustrating. What a dishonorable person. What a dishonorable person. No pride. No sincerity. No ability to just look themselves in the eye and be like, yeah, you know what? I got outplayed. And I feel bad for them. I feel bad for them. How could you achieve anything in life without the ability to look at yourself and be like, I messed that up. Yeah, I got outplayed. There have been so many moments in my life where I've had to be like, I was bested here. Or someone is doing this better than me because they made better decisions or because they put more time into getting better at this thing. Damn, it's cold in this hoe. Yeah, it is. I turned the heat off to record. I don't. I won't record for that much longer. So it is cold in here, honestly. But not as cold as I was whenever that person disconnected. Ooh, hell hath no fury. <laughs> That's a weird phrase. Hell hath no fury. What has more fury? God or heaven? Heaven or hell? What? What? Or talk about poop. Or Taco Bell poop, Bree said. Um, okay, wait, there's a, there's a term. I was thinking about this, actually, 
while I was playing chess the other day. Because chess is the type of thing where you can... There's a lot of truth in it. There's a lot of fundamental truth. You can get closer to the center of the universe the more that you understand it. As I was playing, it was like I had this realization that... Fear... There's a... There's a John Mayer lyric. Fear is a friend who's misunderstood. And... I had this realization. There is a healthy fear. There's this idea, the fear of God in Christianity. And like I always say, I don't subscribe to any religion. But this idea, the fear of God. I've always thought it was weird. Like, why would you be, why would you want to serve a God who you're afraid of? Yeah, I completely agree. That's something that like does not make sense to me. The fear of God. But then it's also, like, in the Bible, he floods the whole earth and kills everyone. So, like, I don't know, that nigga seems a little ruthless. So I guess I kind of understand. <laughs> right. But that's when I realized, like, there is, that's, whether you want to call it fear of God or not, there is, like, a healthy place for fear in the human psyche. Like, it's, but it's a certain kind of fear. Like, there's paralyzing fear. It's how you react to the fear that is either a problem or a pro. Because the presence of fear just means that you're in a pivotal moment of life. It means that you actually have something to be excited about. I would so much rather have fear than feel nothing. Because then that means like there is actually something for me to make a decision about and act out of. Why did I... What I lost... My train of thought of why I brought this up to begin with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I remember. It was hell hath no fury. We were we were debating whether the fury of heaven or the fury of hell is stronger. I think, is the idea of hell an angry place? Or, or uh, angry, perhaps, yes. I... It was so clear in my head. I just don't know how to communicate it. Like, is it fury that motivates hell? Does fury motivate hell? Perhaps. It depends on the lens that you're viewing it through, I suppose. Being raised in a Christian household, like, my lens is heavily affected by the Christian worldview. So... It's like in that in that form, hell is viewed as a place where like, so Satan was angry at God for being number one, so he formed hell. So it was motivated by anger. Meanwhile, God gets angry at his people for not obeying him and not doing what he wants, which leads to the flood. So it, it almost seems like both of these entities are motivated by anger in a way. This isn't going to have any conclusion. I know that much. There's no way for me to put this into a nutshell. It's just, uh, hell hath no fury is an odd statement. Heaven hath no fury. I guess some people say that too. Yeah, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it just dissipate because I don't think I can actually bundle this up and package it in a way that's going to make sense. And I think on that note, that's the end. That's the end of this episode. I hope you, I hope you're very surprised when it's not a DS stylus. Enjoy the rest of your life with that big jolly man. I hope you make many beautiful children. Who are you talking to?
the listeners. That they make beautiful children of who? Santa Claus. Okay. Because that's all they really need is the ring. Okay. And they don't mean on the phone. Okay. Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight.